This podcast contains content and language not suitable for some listeners. Welcome to Oddities and Curiosities, a podcast about murder, the paranormal, and other oddities sure to pique your curiosity. We are Amanda. And Brittany. And we are both dying this week. <laughs> dead. Totally dead. <laughs> we're uh, we're nursing some colds over here. Both of us at the same time. What at the, the same actual- time. Same kind of cold. I, I don't understand it but here we are it's probably because it was 54 and then it was 87 (laughs) and then it was 62 and then it was 75 Mm -hmm. and today it's like 56 degrees yeah so so that's why yeah (laughs) that makes sense but we made it here for all you lovelies we did (laughs) we're just gonna sound a little um nasally and yeah but y'all still love us, right? Right? Fingers crossed. Let's hope so. <laughs> I mean, if they're here, they do, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm going to take yeah. it. I'm yeah. going to take it. We'll go okay. with that. Sounds good. Good deal. So here we are showing up for episode 38. Woo! Yeah! Getting close to that over-the-hill mark. Shh! At, you the know episode's what? not this, I know. No, this is actually the first time I've been okay with going over the hill because that just means another <laughs> accomplishment for us, you know? Yes. So I'm like going to take it like that. <laughs> <laughs> so episode 38 is human sacrifices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, we laugh. It's not funny. It's not funny. <laughs> but <laughs> the research on this was so fucked up. It was dark. Really, really dark. It was dark, y'all. So we have... Two short cases this week. So we're just going to chill and hang out on this episode. What's up, peeps? If if y'all are okay with that. (laughs) Because they're really short. But we're, you know, that ended up working out really good because neither one of us need to be talking for very long. No, it's not cute. I apologize. (laughs) But hot tea is amazing. As is our hump day treat. Oh, okay. We've done the barefoot red Moscato before. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? Because it's an old trusty. This is a good one. We know that we like it. And just bought us a really big bottle this time. And they come in the big bottles. Yeah. So we got the big bottle. So we have an Amanda in size, Amanda and Brittany size glass. But we still have more. Mm-hmm. It's not gone yet. Yes. We still got like half a bottle. I know. So I'm excited. Yes. Let's start working on that. Yeah. It's like cough medicine, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to take accept our that. meds. Got to take our meds. Mm-hmm. Happy like, hump day, people. Happy humping. Take your meds. Take your meds. <laughs> <laughs> Get that lean on. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh <laughs> no, yes. we're not doing that. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> we're not dying that bad yet. I don't know, though. <laughs> I felt like it earlier. I'm not going to lie. Social media. Go there. Oh, yeah, do that. Facebook, Instagram, follow us, like us, look at the pictures. Yeah, if you want to put a face to the names that we're talking about, I like doing that. I do too. Like when I'm sitting there listening to a podcast, I'm like, I want to know what they look like. Yes. So we do that for you. Yeah. You're welcome. (laughs) And I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) 
But yeah, if you want to see pictures from the cases, go mm-hmm. there. Find our names. I don't remember what they are anymore, so just go there. Oddities and curiosities. Just look for the purple. Mm-hmm. Purple and black. And that's all I got. That's all I have, too. Okay, so, episode 38, mm-hmm. Human Sacrifice. My topic was actually suggested to me months ago ah. by one of my younger brothers. Okay. So, thank you, Hunter. Good job, Hunter. Yeah. I am telling you about the sacrifice of albinos. Woo. This got dark, so I cut out a lot of the dark stuff because my heart couldn't do it this week. Well, so. while researching this topic, I was surprised because a lot of it was sacrificing children. Mm-hmm. So we both kind of had a time. Thank God you had a suggestion. Yeah. And then you helped me with mine because it was all about kids. And we were both like, nope, 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 nope. There will not be a human sacrifice 2.0. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Water genies, fortune tellers, half man, half gods. Those are some of the superstitions associated with albinos in some countries in Africa. Sought after for their good or evil powers, they are often killed as human sacrifices. To put an end to these beliefs and the strange practices that follow it, organizations fight daily for the rights of the albino people. In Africa, many people are affected by albinism, which is characterized by the lack of pigmentation. So, if you want to go look at the notes real quick, I have a picture of an African albino child amongst his peers, just to kind of show you... The difference in skin tone, hair color, and a lot of times they have uh, blue or red eyes. But this little this little baby angel has brown eyes. Yeah, he does. Yeah, that's what I was just looking at. Okay, but yeah, there's a tad bit of a difference. I liked this picture because in a lot of them, they did not look like they were genuinely being accepted by their peers, and in uh, this one, he was. And yeah. I was like, I'm using that picture. It's a happy picture. I like yeah. it. So, just for those of you that doesn't aren't familiar with what albinism looks like. There you go. There's a picture. Albinism is a genetically inherited condition, which is very rare and worldwide affects approximately 1 in 20,000 people. Oh, wow. Although it is rare in the Western world, albinism is quite common in sub-Saharan Africa. Both parents who may or may not be albinos themselves must carry the gene if it is to be passed on to the child. Albinism occurs in both males and females and is not specific to any race or ethnic group. Statistics show that 50% of albino people in Tanzania have a known albino relative, although very few understand or are educated about the medical and genetic causes. Many believe it is a punishment from God or bad luck and that their, quote, disease could be contagious, which is often the view of even members of the medical and professional community. What? Are you, what? They just aren't educated enough in some of those smaller countries. They just don't have the same resources in, in schooling. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. In addition to sight problems and cancer risks that come with the condition, albino people are subject to persistent beliefs in Africa. They are called Muzungu. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I'm going with that. <laughs> Which is Swahili for white man. Or Ziru Ziru, meaning ghost. Oh, I like that even better. I know. 
Albino people in the Great Lakes region of Africa and Tanzania face discrimination and violence, including human sacrifices from their fellow society members. I want to show you a map real quick. If you go to the notes. So if you look towards the bottom and you see that like lavender colored country, that's Tanzania. Okay. We're going to be there a lot. Ooh. And that little yellow coming off of it, Uh that's uh, Malawi. And we'll be there a lot as well. Okay. Zambia, we'll talk about Zambia a little bit. And then if you shoot upwards where okay. the bend is, you'll see Nigeria. Oh, yeah. And we'll talk a little bit about Nigeria also. Okay. But, yeah, that's over by Tanzania and Malawi is where most of most of the sacrifice of albino people occurs. Yikes. Although over 200,000 Tanzanians bear this otherwise rare genetic condition, people commonly believe that this impaired pigmentation is a divine punishment that makes them less than human. In spite of educational campaigns, human sacrifices still occur. It is not that unusual to find the murder of an albino person in the columns of an African newspaper. And that's where I started having to cut stuff out. (laughs) Okay. Because I put some headlines. Yeah. At first, and I took them right back out. Were they that bad? It's all about children. Ah, Nope. All the stories I could find, I stopped digging because, like, a lot of them were, like, toddler-aged children, and so I stopped. So, if y'all are interested in this and want to learn more about it, please Google it and learn more. (laughs) But my mama heart couldn't take it this Mm -mm, week. mm -mm. I just couldn't do it. Or any other week. I... (laughs) I mean, I can read some pretty dark shit and be okay. Right. And I can read stuff about kids. Yeah. And be okay. Most of the time. But Mm. for some reason, this week, I just couldn't do it. And I sure as shit wasn't reporting on it. And I was like, I'm not talking about this this week. Yeah, we did do a Kids That Kill episode. But that was different. That was fascinating. (laughs) But, you know, like, because I can separate pretty well. Right. But I don't know. A lot of times when I read or see something about especially little boys around my son's age. Mm -hmm. I can't do it. Mm -hmm. I can't do it. I get it. So the confusion of a white child born from two black parents fuels the occult beliefs and practices. Uh. In most cases, the mother is held responsible for the quote sickness. Of course she Mm -hmm. is. It's always the mama's fault. Mm -hmm. She is often accused of having been unfaithful to her husband. I'll buy. (laughs) Yeah. You slept with that white boy. Didn't you? You slept with the milkman. (laughs) Sorry, that was fucked up. <laughs> that may have been a little over the line, but it was funny. <laughs> I I chuckled and coughed up a lung. All right. That's now I'm going to take my medicine. Take your medicine. <laughs> I'm going to take some more medicine, too. Mm-hmm. I like this prescription. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Albino people are also believed to have evil or good powers. Yeah. It depends on who you ask. Okay. <laughs> they are said to have supernatural strength can predict the future, or have spells to bring sorrow or wealth. In the best-case scenario, people offer gifts to the albino people. Okay, I like this part of it. Yeah, so it just depends on what region you're in and, you know, all that. It it varies. I have a quote. Okay. People used to follow me to offer me gifts, hoping it would bring them good luck. I always refused. Recalls Koratomi Treore. Okay. Uh, I like it. Yeah. A young Burkenaby... Burkinaby? Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just rolling with it. <laughs> Who moved to France and is part of the French Association for Albinos called Genspor? 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 
Uh, I'm sorry, y'all. What are words? But unfortunately, many albinos are wanted for human sacrifices, promising enrichment or social elevation by those performing the ceremonies. Oh, okay. Now I understand. <clears throat> now I get why they uh-huh. want to. They want to. If they love them or hate them, they still want to kill them. During elections, albino people are the targets of candidates. Mm. It is widely believed that the killings are done to order, carried out by an organized crime network acting on behalf of rich clients willing to pay thousands for albino body parts, believed to bring wealth and political good fortune. Are you freaking kidding me? Not a bit. (laughs) Not a bit. Wow. They even got into politics. Mm -hmm. Cool. Who those clients are, no one knows because none have ever been brought to trial. But senior government figures say they themselves have been urged to go to witch doctors and believe that politicians are heavily involved in the trade. So put a pin in that because we're going to expand on that from a later article I found in just a minute. Sweet. Okay. Albino people are no longer perceived as men, but as sacrificial lambs wanted for their heads or their genitals. Oh. Those are considered the body's strongest parts. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Girl. I agree. (laughs) Y'all come get your friend. (laughs) Witch doctors encourage people to ostracize albino people for bringing bad luck. I want to show you real quick a picture. I googled photographs of witch doctors from Malawi. Yeah. Oh, you got Pacific. Yeah. Okay. And this is an example of a witch doctor. A totally witch doctor. I found there were some other pictures on there that were a little more. She's incredible. A little more festive. Okay. Would be the right word. With lots more jewelry and like headpieces and things like that. But that seemed to be like, it almost felt costumish. I was going to say like, yeah. Or um, maybe in the midst of a ceremony or something. But this pictures like this is what popped up most so commonly, like, like a like normal day to day life witch doctor. I like that better. Not just Facebook ready. Yeah, yeah, I like it without the Snapchat mm-hmm. filters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they then cut off their body parts to make powerful talismans. Oh God! So when the people bring. Albino people to the witch doctors. Body parts are cut off. They make talismans. Uh, 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 the taking of a body part is called muti or potion. What do they cut off? We'll get to it. Oh, okay. <laughs> people of light complexion are believed to make strong muti. Mine would be superhuman. <laughs> yeah, boo. <laughs> We were just talking about my porcelain skin yesterday. Oh, we ain't going to Africa. <laughs> y'all. We are staying. Good thing you got dark hair. Y'all, I gotta tell y'all something. What? I am so pale and pasty. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that yesterday. Y'all. I pulled my legging up a little bit and it we, looked like I was wearing white socks. I wasn't wearing white socks. Y'all, we were out in the sun <laughs> at break time. This girl puts her leg on top of the picnic table and goes, look. It, it looked like, like I was wearing, wearing socks. socks. I wasn't wearing socks. And the sun was shining. It was like twilight skin. <laughs> it was I'm glittery. It's fine. We call it, we call it beautiful porcelain skin. I like porcelain skin, but you know what? My tattoo artist loves my porcelain Exactly. Skin. <laughs> Your tattoos stand out, mm-hmm. and it's absolutely beautiful. Yes. At least so. you have a good complexion. 
Like you have pretty porcelain skin. You're not just pale. Like you actually have pretty skin. From far skin. away. Just don't get too close. <laughs> don't get too close. It's like a Monet. <laughs> <laughs> and I love when she's like, let's ask a guy. And Christian walks up and he's like, mm, Hagsville. Yeah. <laughs> and she didn't know that man was gay. I felt so bad. Poor for sweet her. baby How angel. <laughs> We're talking about Clueless. Oh, yeah. In, in case y'all didn't know. Yeah. It, it's a masterpiece. Clueless is a masterpiece. And if you haven't watched it, shame on you. What have you been doing with your life? Go watch it right now. Go watch Clueless. Don't even listen to the podcast. Just go, you well, can no, come back to it. Finish the podcast. Oh, this is a really short one. Just hang on. Just hang on. <laughs> then you can go watch it. <laughs> and if you've been listening to us since episode one, why haven't you watched it before now anyways is my question. Seriously, what are you doing? How can you keep up with our inside jokes? <laughs> As if. Mean Girls and Clueless. Mm-hmm. And Romeo and Michelle's. Oh, I love Romeo and Michelle. Yeah. Those are your three homework topics for this weekend. The craft. Oh, crap. We can't see. We gotta stop. We, we gotta, gotta keep stop. going. Yeah. Okay. It is believed that if a body part is cut while the victim is still alive, then the increased pain makes the mutie more powerful. In 2007 alone... There were over 70 documented killings, not to mention infanticides. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah. Gross. Albino people are still hunted and killed throughout sub-Saharan Africa. A complete set of arms, legs, ears, and genitals will bring in 75,000 U.S. dollars on the black market. Oh, my. Okay. You just answered my question. Mm-hmm. Nope. Those captured by the albino hunting gangs are either killed immediately or taken to places of ritual sacrifice by rivers. There, witch doctors can wash away the blood as they remove the innards and limbs of their victims, according to activists and the testimony of some witch doctors themselves. Sometimes it's for revenge, for use in medicine, or to become invisible to the human eye. I don't like this. Me either. At all. So, okay, when they just take their parts for a talisman, mm-hmm. so they're still alive after that, mm-hmm. without their genitals. Um, Yeah, if genitals is what they took or for the talisman. Or an ear, or... Yeah, they keep them alive as long oh, as possible, because the more pain they're in, the... This is so the more up on so many levels. Yeah. Okay, I'm just getting it straight in my head. Mm-hmm. And you know what's really sad? And I'll get into this more later. I had no idea this was the thing. I didn't like, either. Not now, and you know, yeah, I didn't in the twenty first century, was, right? I didn't know it was a thing. I figured this was a thing of the past. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It is in social settings that the repercussions are most common. Even if really? it happens less and less, often some albino people are still rejected at birth. And I have another quote. <laughs> When I was born, my father did not want to keep me. Fortunately, my family convinced him, believing that I was a blessing, explains Angwe Bajakila, (laughs) president of the ASF Association. For Malawi's 10,000-odd albinos, being born with the condition is a curse. Their fathers often desert them at birth, believing their wives have been unfaithful with a white man. (laughs) I know. (laughs) At school, they face constant bullying. What's worse is they live in a society where too many only value them if they're dead. God, this breaks my heart. I know. 
Attempts to document albino killings only began in late 2014 after activists noticed an increase in attacks in the buildup to Malawi's general election earlier that year. Since then, the Association of Persons with Albinism in Malawi has documented 25 murders, 15 disappearances, and 122 cases of attempted abductions and the exhumation of albino bodies from graves. Oh, my God. They are stealing their bones. Oh, my God. For their rituals. Okay. This pertains to what I told you to put a pin in earlier. Okay. So, we were talking about how uh, government officials have been involved. So here's a little expansion on that. Uh, okay. As the scandal has grown, even Peter Mutharika, Malawi's president, has been connected while the personal bodyguard of Lazarus Chakwara. Yeah. <laughs> a, Lazarus. Okay. A leading opposition candidate has been arrested. Oh. So the president... Has been connected with it. Okay. And one of his opponent's bodyguard was actually arrested because of involvement. Let me show you a picture of the president of Malawi, Peter Mutharika. I like it. I like how you said it. There he is standing presidentially Mm. in front of what I'm guessing is the flag of Malawi. Yeah. He does not look like a pleasant man. No, he doesn't. He's got a scowl on his Mm -hmm. face like... I think he's trying to be regal. He doesn't look right. regal. It's not. You need, he looks like an asshole. I believe he's an asshole because of the next sentence. I mean, if he's involved in this story, I'm just going to automatically assume he's an asshole. Yeah. I don't even know what he did yet. Douchebox. Okay. <laughs> President Mutharika's government strongly denies the allegations, suggesting that in a corrupt country whose people are the world's sixth poorest, his accusers may have been bribed as a part of a pre-election smear campaign. Ah. Uh, I didn't do it. People are doing it to me. Uh-huh. I'm the victim. Fuck off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he in the box for sure. Mm-hmm. Crude superstitious beliefs, even if only upheld by some, are widespread in Africa with albino attacks reported in 28 countries across the continent. Nowhere in Africa is it more dangerous to be an albino than Malawi. Mm. A first step in fixing the problem is to hold the people behind the killings accountable. If anything, solving crimes against albino people is becoming ever harder amid allegations of high-level cover-ups. Across the country, albino people tell of the wretchedness of living with a condition they did not choose and which they have no control over. Thank you. All they want is to live peacefully with their families in safety. That's all anybody wants. I want that too. (laughs) Some countries have made progress in protecting their albino minorities. Tanzania, which has banned witch doctors, and Nigeria have both created island refuges. Ooh, okay. Ukuru? Ukuru? Yeah. Ukuru Island is a key example of this. It is a large community of people with albinism. I have a picture of the island. Oh, that's cool. So if you go to the notes and look at Ukuru island it looks beautiful oh my gosh i know all right i'm here for it and they have their own little community there okay which is kind of sad that they have to be segregated yeah Yeah. but good that they um, at least they have somewhere they are most likely to remain in solitude and away from albino hunters there Mm. kenya has elected an albino senator and organizes (laughs) albino beauty contests (laughs) (laughs) yes 
But I thought it was awesome that they have someone in their government. They've elected and somebody with albinism into their government. So that's yeah, cool. that's a start. Yeah. The cruelty to and murder of African albino people has not been as widely publicized in our popular media. And it should. Yeah. The torture and murder of albino people is such a low priority item to the rest of the world. It is wrong not to be more forceful about eliminating the practice of torture and mutilation of albino people. They're not a commodity. They are human beings with the same rights and feelings as all of us. Agreed. To think for even a second that our neighbors would come after us and cut off an arm or a leg or remove a heart from one of us for witchcraft should make us all stop in fear and shame. Pause for that. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Like, could you imagine... Like, some of the stories I read, I'm just going to give you a little taste of some of the stuff that I read. Okay. There was a woman who, they did a story on her and her family. She was a single mother living with a mom and I think an aunt. There were two other women in the house. Okay. And she had two children with albinism. One was like 11 and one was like four. And people were breaking in her door trying to get to her children and she had the opportunity to grab one and run. And she had to choose which one of her children oh she was going to grab and run. Oh that my should God. not be a oh thing. My God. No, that should not have to ever happen in somebody's life, ever. And so she grabs and runs with the smallest. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what you would do. <laughs> the boy couldn't get away, and they took him. The family members were trying to fight for them and ended up with machete wounds all over their arms. Oh, my God. Trying to get the little boy, and he's never been seen again. Could you imagine? And this just happened a few years ago. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like in the 20 teens. No. People. That's the kind of stories I cut out. Yep. We, uh, this has got. And I don't understand. I don't understand the rest of the world not knowing that this is happening. I I didn't Why aren't people talking about that? Well, we are bringing light to it. We're talking about it. Fix it. Somebody. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so sad. Yeah. So... There is going to be, has been, and is going to be more representation in film about this issue. Okay. That's a good way. So there's White Shadow, a German-Italian Tanzanian 2013 drama film written, produced, and directed by Noez Deshi. Uh, that drew international attention to the issue, screening at various film festivals, winning the Lion of the Future Award at the Venice Festival. Okay, I like the name of that award. Yeah. The Lion of the Future. Yeah. But I have a picture of the movie poster in case anybody wants to look into that. So if you go look at White Shadow. Yeah. It's all about this, the struggle of people with albinism in Africa. That's cool. Then, that reminds me of that movie, uh, Powder. Mm-hmm. Um, also released in 2013, In the Shadow of the Sun, a documentary filmed in Tanzania over the course of six years by Harry Freeland, featured uh, the struggles of Josephat Torner, a com- campaigner for demystification of the superstitions about albino people and their use for witchcraft, and teenaged Vedastus, that's a name. I like it. Who hopes to survive the persecution of persons with albinism to adulthood, because apparently that's difficult. 
to make it to adulthood in Africa if you have albinism. Yeah. So that's the other movie. I have a picture of that one as well. It says shadow on it. Oh. In the shadow of the sun. Is that him? I don't know if he actually has albinism or not. I'm wondering if it's not one of the people featured in the movie. Okay. No, I meant like, is that (coughs) Josephat? Yeah. Almost Maybe. Like Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat. <laughs> Possibly. I'm not okay. sure. And also, The Beautiful Ones Are Born is a yet-to-be-released short film by one of the youngest Nigerian filmmakers, Dami Taiwo. I love the name of that movie. So. Or short film. That will be coming up. So, yeah. Wow. That's The Sacrifice of Albinos. My mind is, like, in so many directions right now. It's sad. It's one of, like, I don't know. It was one of those things that I was researching, and it was like, how do I help them? You know how you research stuff, and you're like, how do you you fix this? How do you You help this? What do you do? It was so sad. And thank you, Hunter, for bringing that to my attention, because I didn't know it was a thing. He he was like, I think you need to look into this. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad I did. Yeah, good job. Okay, my heart is a little broken right now. Drink more wine. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. We jump in countries. Okay. Where are we headed? You know, I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> it, happened, it happened in California, but I'm pretty sure they're Hispanic. <laughs> so then it's an American case. <laughs> yeah, we jump in countries. But I don't... You know, I don't really know. <laughs> I don't... Okay, what I meant by that was... <laughs> I have no background information. I don't know where he was born. Okay. So I don't know where we he's... We just know it happened here. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> All right. If we were to rank the cults and religions associated with most modern human sacrifices... Satanism would Mm. certainly be at the top of the list. (laughs) (laughs) They are somewhat prone to getting lured by ritual killings. One such case is the murder of a 42-year-old California woman, Amelia Espinoza. I love the name Amelia. I do, too. It's so pretty. Mm -hmm. The killer was her own son, 18-year-old factory worker Moses Moraz espinoza okay yep it was speculated that moses was distraught over his girlfriend's death in a car accident and that it may have led him to the gruesome murder not an excuse your girlfriend dies so you kill your mom that's oh there's more to it but okay others report that the teenager had a strange relationship with his mother who did not approve of his dark musical tastes among other things was so? <laughs> so? <laughs> you just don't understand me. Thank you. <laughs> the prosecutor, however, stated that the murder was motivated by sheer evil and that Moses's firm satanic beliefs and by Moses's firm satanic beliefs. <laughs> that sounds better, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Regardless of the motives, we know how everything ended. Bum, bum, bum. bum. <laughs> I have a picture of Moses when okay. he was 18. It's the one of him in a yellow shirt. Looks Guess like a mugshot. Was he arrested it, at 18? I don't, I don't know. It kind of looks like I, a mugshot. It, it does look like a mugshot to me, but I didn't 
go into it far enough. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's good enough. But it's probably a mugshot. Yeah. So, how did we find all this out? I don't know. Tell me. He walked into the Huntington Park Police Department and confessed. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, tell me more. Officer. <laughs> Officers. Officer. <laughs> this cough medicine is fantastic. <laughs> uh, it's really short, so y'all just bear with me for a few <laughs> minutes, okay? I tried to find as much information as I could on this dude. I looked at like 30 different articles and this was all I could get. They all said the same thing, probably. But it's pretty fabulous. Okay. I'm here for it. So officers went to the Maywood apartment that he shared with his mother. Amelia was found in a gruesome scene. A trail of blood to led to the bathroom where plastic covered the walls and floor. There they found an electrical circular saw with pieces no. of bone, blood, and flesh stuck to the blade. Oh, my stars. I have a picture of Mommy Dearest. Okay. Okay. I think that's her driver's license photo because of the blue background. It does look like a driver's <laughs> license photo. But I think she's really pretty. She and is pretty. damn, she looks young. I was fixing to say she didn't look old enough. She does not look 42. Mm-mm. So, yeah. Good job, Mama. Mm-hmm. And what year bones. was this? Because them eyebrows are giving me serious early 2000s vibes. I did not. Oh, I don't see a year. Okay. I didn't put it in there. Okay. But, well, uh, um, my brain is going to say early 2000s because it of was, the brows. Yeah, it was uh, 2011. So there you go. I remembered. Look, Look at, at you go. Okay. So Moses strangled Amelia with a cord and then mutilated her lifeless body with box cutters. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. He skinned her, removed her organs, and cut the body into pieces with the circular saw. No, thank you, please. Slices of skin and flesh were later found stacked in a freezer. Her head, get this, this is why I picked it. Her head was found in a backpack that he had been carrying around for two days. He was toting his mama's head in a backpack? Mm -hmm. No. Her head received some special treatment. All of her teeth were plucked out, her eyes were removed, and two upside-down crosses were carved into her skull. Oh, my gosh. The teeth thing freaks me out. Yep. That makes my mouth hurt really bad. That bothers me worse than the eyes. Yeah. I mean, the eyes is pretty gross, too. Yeah, but but the the teeth teeth thing, like, that... No, thank you. Oh, no. That hurts. And her internal organs were never recovered. I bet he ate them. I don't know. I want to know. I, I need. Bet, I need confessions from prison. I with bet him. he ate him. Ate them, not him. Her, them, them. It ate them organs. Ew. I don't know. Ew. I have a photo of the crime scene. Ew. Okay. Yeah. I want to see. Okay. It's not a lot, but it counts. Oh, that's a tiny shower to murder someone in. Yeah. You're not giving yourself much space. But I mean, you can see the plastic and. And the blood. And the blood. There's a little bit of blood. There's blood. the shower. That's where he dragged her to. That's where he, like, did the dismembering and... <laughs> yep. Okay. The murder by Moses was described as one of the most disgusting, hideous, and vulgar cases the judge had ever seen during his 50 years in the legal profession. Yeah. I can see that. The investigators found a satanic Bible with a chapter about human sacrifice. Moses has numerous tattoos that draw on satanic imagery, such as upside-down crosses and a 666 right behind his right ear. 
Moreover, the date of Amelia's horrid death matched a day of human or animal sacrifice in the satanic calendar, February 2nd. Okay. The date, which is celebrated as Candlemas by Christians, is also celebrated as Groundhog Day. Yeah. It falls halfway between the winter solstice and spring equinox and has pagan roots. According to some Satanist-worshipping websites, it is celebrated by oral or anal sex and human or animal sacrifice as a way to initiate new members. Just go with the sex. Yeah. Can we Why just you gotta do kill the sex? somebody? Why we gotta kill? <laughs> okay. He went about that all wrong. Yeah. Make good choices, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, if, if the choice is between sex <laughs> and human sacrifice... Let's do sex. That shouldn't be a difficult one. Yeah, no. That should be a given. Plus sex is more fun. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean. I've never sacrificed anybody. I've never sacrificed anybody, so I don't know. I don't think that would be fun for me. I'm going to assume that sex is a better option. It's a better option. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. So after the murder, Moses went to his cousin and asked her to help him get rid of the body. (laughs) But she persuaded him to confess to the police. Yes, go, cousin. Go, queen. So two days after the killing, that's exactly what he did. (laughs) He has no prior convictions, and prosecutors and defense attorneys said his relationship with his mother before the killing was typical for a teenager. Like, there was nothing... She wasn't a bad mom. So Satan must have made him do it. Totally. (laughs) His father was mostly absent from family life, which strained the mother-son dynamic. Okay. Yeah. His mother disapproved of him listening to death metal music, and he regularly disobeyed her. Well, shame on him. So he was a teenager. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Defense attorney Jonathan Roberts tried to play down the connection, telling the court, the contemporary Church of Satan doesn't believe in human sacrifice. I never bought that an 18-year-old kid would adopt the principles of an organization from 50 years ago. Well, buddy, he did. Mm -hmm. He added that the factory worker lacked the expertise to skin and dismember a person on his own and referred that Moses, his later statements claiming that two other people were also involved. Mm. Who? Don't know. (laughs) If somebody else was there, then tell them who. Yeah. Uh, Give up names. Right. You want to cut a plea deal, I'm going to need you to start talking. Mm -hmm. But he did not. So eventually Moses was convicted of first degree murder and sentenced to 25 years in prison. I don't know what I can say to turn your life around, but you'll have a lot of time to think about it. The judge told the 21 year old who appeared in court with foot long braids and a partially shaved head. Would well, you, all right. Would you like to see a photo? Of course. Of, of that fashion. Let's see these braids. Crisis. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, honey. I know. Yeah. You knew better. He, I, I, I don't know. Maybe he does now right. that he's in prison. You're right. He probably didn't know better. <laughs> they said that right after he got into prison... He actually tattooed another upside down cross on him for his victory. Shut the fuck up. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, so if they symbolize victory and he has others, has mm-hmm. he done this before? And if he has done this before, then he does have experience with skinning people. Well, even if he hasn't done a human sacrifice, like every time they make, they accomplish a goal, 
they get a tattoo. An upside down cross is what I read. Okay. Um, yeah. I, but I'm assuming that the upside down crosses would be a sacrifice or a murder of some sort. Just by judging from what yeah. he did. And stuff, other stuff that I read, but it wasn't clear. Yeah. So, uh, the crime was not in the heat of passion or rash and impulsive, said the prosecution. It was done for the purpose of devotion. That's pretty much the ultimate sacrifice. All right, then. And that's all that I got. <laughs> Short and sweet. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. I enjoyed it. It was good. When I read the head in the backpack. Bruh. <laughs> he carried it around. Why? For two days. Why? And where did it go? <laughs> did he walk to the police station with the head in the backpack <laughs> i just had this thought of him like taking the head in the backpack around with him like those kids take the flat stanleys from school and yes! take pictures of them everywhere <laughs> <laughs> like this is me and the head at the golden gate bridge oh this is me and the head and at, all he'd have to know? do is pose with his backpack nobody would ever know <laughs> i love it i love it <laughs> Like the Adventures of Flat Stanley. Oh my gosh. I forgot all about that. Flat oh Stanley. My well, my youngest daughter doesn't do that. My oldest daughter did, but the, it's not carried on in the yeah. newer generation, apparently. I don't know. That was fun, though. We ne- yeah, we never did Flat Stanley, but I remember. I, I remember. Um, I remember. I think book. it was Grace. Hi, Grace. Um, when she was a kid, they did a flat Stanley, and it came to our house one time. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, that was human uh, sacrifice. Yes. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Another cold read for you. You can do it. March 23rd. That's the day this is coming to you. I'm glad you figured that out. I don't know this person. Okay. Joseph Mad Dog Taborski. Was hmm. born on March 23rd, 1924, and died May 17th, 1960. He was a murderer who was sentenced to death after a string of brutal robberies and murders in Connecticut during the 1950s. Six people were killed during these events, which became known as the Mad Dog Killings. Uh. A number of others were shot, beaten, or pistol whipped, but survived. Taborski earned his... Nicknamed due to the savagery of the killings that condemned him to death. Okay. In 1957, Connecticut package store hours were modified to close at 8 p.m. from 11 p.m. Due in part as a response to the crimes of Taborski and his partner. He has a partner? His partner, Arthur Meatball Colombe. <laughs> so Meatball and Mad Dog. Yeah. Okay. He was executed by electric chair at the age of 36. Hmm. His execution in 1960 was the last in Connecticut and in New England until that of Michael Bruce Ross in 2005. Taborski donated his body to Yale School of Medicine and his ashes were later buried in the garden of Christ Church Cathedral. Oh, I love that he donated his body. That's so cool. The end. All right. So we put in Mad Dog 2020 in the douche box. <laughs> Okay. Mad Dog and Meatball. All right. They both going in the douche box. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
<laughs> mad dog. Mm-hmm. I, I, mad dog's kind of typical. Meatball, however. Meatball. Meatball. I want to, I want to know more that's, on that. That's about like your tin ear from last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still don't know what that Where one was about. Where did that shit come from? <laughs> tin ear. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If, if y'all know, please fill us in. Cause that's incredible. <laughs> we like nicknames. Mm-hmm. Nicknames are fun. <laughs> Most of the time. <laughs> Sorry, we were drinking cough medicine. Get over yep. it. Yep. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. Okay. More. More. All right. All right. What else? Uh, there may be a post for y'all to pay attention to. I know we keep saying that, but, but we're, I, we're but doing I, it but for real. I, I really, for real, made it. So, we had to get our shit together before we figured out exactly Y'all, what we wanted to do. So. Adulting is hard. Yes. And so, sometimes it takes us a little bit longer to do I things. give it one out of five stars. Adulting? <laughs> yeah. Half a star. Ooh, half a star. That's even better. I don't know. There are a couple of good things about adulting. That's true. You can drink alcohol. You can drink alcohol and you can make your own schedule, kind of. No, you can't. Your kids make your schedule. Kids make your schedule and your boss makes your schedule. But. Well, you can do whatever you want to do after they go to sleep if you don't pass out with them. You can go buy cupcakes Mm. just for the fuck of it because you're a grown up. And Mm -hmm. if you want a cupcake, you can have a fucking cupcake. Yeah. You don't have to ask your mommy and her tell you no. Mm Mm-hmm. Adulting sucks. I mean, when you really get down to it, what what can you do? You can pay your bills. No, that's not fun. You can clean your house. That's not fun either. There's a lot of things I thought I was going to get to do Mm -hmm. that I don't. Mm -hmm. You don't get to take naps whenever you want to. Hell no. Even if you don't have kids running your life, okay, the world runs your life for you. Your life will not be like friends. Adulting is not <sighs> like friends. You don't wake up at whatever time you want to and look like a fucking 10 first thing in the morning to go to the coffee shop and sit for three hours before you actually go to work and then take a three-hour lunch at the coffee shop still looking like a 10. Well, it doesn't help that Rachel looks like a 10 no matter what she does. All of them. Monica can be scrubbing a damn toilet and she looks like a 10. That's How true. does that happen? That's true. I don't know. I don't understand it. I, don't, I just want to be like them. I just want to live the life of the Friends cast. On, That's what I on thought. Show. That's what I thought. I being really, a grown yeah. up was. And maybe for some people, but it doesn't. We about to rain in y'all parade. I'm gonna shut up. <laughs> I'm gonna say because even if you get that, it doesn't last. You have to eventually grow up. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I don't know. Now but, that we're all depressed. <sighs> God, we really brought that one down, didn't we? We ruined the party, guys. Uh, okay, so we're going to wrap up this shit show. We're wrapping it up. Go follow us on all the stuff. Go rate and review. Yeah. Because we need those mm-hmm. it's all important. the times. It's important. It is. Go pay attention to that Facebook post. We, we're asking for interaction, and you'll see it. You know what I'm Do talking it. about. It might be about merch. Who knows? Hmm. You know, we've talked about it a few times. Hmm. <laughs> okay. All right, we're leaving you. Yeah, I think we're going to be Later for reals. Bye. Bye.
Thanks for hanging out with us. Don't forget to visit us on Facebook and Instagram for episode picks and announcements. Please rate and review on Apple, Spotify, and Facebook. We want to give a huge shout out to Stephen Goetzky for editing, Craig Weaver for music, and our very own Amanda Hagens for art. We'll talk at you next week.